Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of the All Rise Podcast from Front Page Detectives. I'm Editor-in-Chief Alex Lang, and I'm joined by... Doug Montero. Reporter extraordinaire. You know, last week, Doug, I thought we had um, a good episode talking about a development in kind of a well-known cold case. Uh, This week kind of blew it out of the water. We have another one in a big cold case, one that has drawn a lot of attention. Um, And I kind of want to get right into it, because... It has captivated people for years. And guess what, Alex? What, Doug? It's still a mystery. That it is. We we have an answer, but we also don't have, what, 90% of the answers most people are looking for. Exactly. All we got is a poor sucker in jail, and we don't know why he's there. He's- well, we know why he's there. He's accused of murder. We're, of course, talking about the Delphi murder case out of Indiana um, involving Abby Williams and Lauren German, who were killed um, in 2017 while on a hike in an Indiana park. The case is right up there with some of the most famous cold cases of all time. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa, John Bonet. Um, it is up there. There are numerous podcasts, TV shows, stories, articles, amateur sleuths, whatever you want, who looked into this case. Um, and in recent days, we have an answer. A uh, gentleman was charged with murder. Doug, do you have his name? His name is Richard Allen. He's 50 years old, married, and he has a teenage daughter. And he worked at a CVS. He was the proverbial creepy pharmacist guy. Yep, but also a little bit of the guy next door. Uh, he lived in the town. He had moved there. Um, he lived there, kept living his life after he allegedly killed these two girls and set off this chain that has captivated people for years but we don't know if he killed the girl i just want to say that not that i'm defending this cat okay i'm not defending the guy all i'm saying is that we don't know because remember he's in jail he's being charged with murder but we don't have any goddamn details as to what the murder so therefore maybe you know the guy maybe he was just there at the time of the murder and didn't say anything so they could still hit him with the murder if he was the but you know what i'm talking about but of course backtrack all right i'm jumping ahead of you no no you don't you don't have to jump ahead i think i think we can just start right there i mean since the beginning one of the things that has annoyed people but also captivated people with this case is just the lack of details um we have some big ones these girls um go to meet somebody at the park um they're both teenagers young young teenagers they go, they go to meet somebody at the park, um, and it turns south. They're, they're they killed vanish. there. They vanish. Yeah, they vanish. They're found the next day. They're killed there. Um, really, police have re- released very few details about the whole investigation. All we got was a grainy photo of the suspect that came from there. And one of the girls had said, somebody said, down the hill um, before, you know, they met whoever. Um, police say it's this this Allen fellow um, and killed him. And in the last six years, that's been about it. But they didn't say it was Allen who met him. No, that's, what, that's the point. Yeah, you, we we're assuming it based right. on the on the murder charge here. But even after his arrests, <laughs> nobody but, has said anything. They haven't given a motive. Mm-hmm. They haven't given how they tied him to the case. They haven't said how the girls died. They haven't said. Um, how he did it, there's been nothing. And yeah. um, and they and they were found about a half a mile from the bridge in Delphi, and their bodies covered in blood, and 
supposedly their bodies were staged or positioned. They don't, they're not revealing how they were positioned, but they're saying that the girls were positioned in a certain way. Then they arrest this guy out of the clear blue, just out of the clear blue sky. Yeah, he hadn't been mentioned as a suspect. I hadn't heard his name anywhere in the years of uh, people covering the story. You know, let's be let's be fair too, Doug. A lot of times in investigations, you don't want to give every detail out to the media or the public. Um, it can help in investigations when you and the killer only know something. So we're not saying every inch should be out there, but certainly there needed to be more, and there needs to be more um, than what has been released. There, they have an arrest, but there are so many questions still that you just wonder what else is going on, what else happened, how solid is their case. Um, and I'm not sure it's helping uh, prosecutors or police to withhold every detail in this case. Exactly. Now, from my, from my understanding, what the cops usually do is they omit one or two crucial pieces of evidence, meaning, the vi- I'll give you an example, the victim's head was face down uh, or the victim's hands were in, in their pockets. And what they do is they withhold that information so that when the mental cases start showing up and they and they want to confess to the murder, they'll be like, OK, well, where was the where was the victim's hands? And then they'll if they don't answer that question right, they'll know that this person is just some mental block trying to get attention for himself. Right. Correct. Or, you know, to use it to try to trap a, a suspect during questioning, um, you, you withhold a few details. Um, I think that's standard practice. I think it helps in a lot of cases. Withholding them all, though, um, doesn't help. Somebody's going to have to explain why to me. I I don't see how it helps your investigation, withholding everything. All it does is create more questions and problems for you when you are so tight-lipped that people just have to start filling in the gaps themselves. Right. Now, but here's the thing. So he... This uh, Richard Allen guy, he faces uh, two counts of murder uh, for the death of uh, Abby Williams and Libby or Liberty German, right? Correct. All right. He was arraigned and... $20 million bond. Yes. Might as well just made it remand. But I heard it changed into a no bond. Oh, did they change it to a no bond? Okay. That makes more sense. Um, Why... Why well, said it? It's not law and order on TV. I've never seen a $20 million bond set. Once you get past one or two, it's just no bond. Yeah. Unless you're Harvey Weinstein. Then, yeah, well, then okay. they set weird ones. And from what I understand, uh, they, they had him in the county jail, but then they decided to move him into a state prison because they felt that it'd be safer for the guy. I mean, that makes sense. There's There's more security in a state prison facility than your local jail. That's true. But now here's the thing. Normally, when an individual is arraigned, charged and arraigned in front of a judge, there's this thing called the probable cause affidavit. Sure. Depending on your state, yeah. Right. But it's basically a description, or at least some details on what led to the charge, what created the probable cause, you know, the, the, the more sure than not to make the arrest. Exactly. And, and what happened was the probable cause was sealed by the judge, which... Is very unusual. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it done for various reasons, but it's very rare. 
Um, it's also done in very national security cases, very high profile ones. But even then, um, some details are released um, because, you know, in, in the industry, we call it feeding the beast. If you if you give some details out, it can take a lot of heat off you when you withhold them all. Um, it just gets media and the public asking more and more questions. Well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, the, the question is whether the evidence that the police gathered to arrest this guy, whether that's even being given to uh, the suspect's uh, defense attorney. I mean, nobody really knows because like, nobody's really talking. Uh, so I reached out to Novella Nedif. She's a former public defender and is a law school teacher at Indiana University. And she basically told me. She's never seen this happen before in her entire life. She says normally there there is a law, there is a provision in the state of Indiana that allows authorities to withhold the probable cause after affidavit once a person is charged. But the reason they hold it and they keep it sealed isn't is they don't want the guy to scram, right? To to, right. to leave. Which makes which makes sense. Right. You but, don't but you once, don't want to tip them off so they flee. Right. So, but once you handcuff the dude, the probable cause affidavit should be released so that the public knows what the hell's going on. Right. And uh, I mean, it's a way for the public to hold prosecutors and police accountable to account for their their actions and their their, you know, their moves. It's a way to make sure um, there's enough evidence to make an arrest, no matter the case. you get those probable cause statements and people can evaluate it. And if it's a really flimsy case, they can ask the right questions. They can hold these public officials accountable for their decision. Say, wait, should that guy be arrested? It, this is a pretty flimsy case. In this case, we have none of it. We just don't know. Yeah. And and here's the other thing. I mean, apart from calling it unusual, Professor Nedup said that she recalls uh, that there was another petition where there was a request and it was granted for the probable cause for parts of the probable cause affidavit to be sealed and that was in the arrest of keegan klein the perv remind me of that one doug keegan klein is a creep who his online name his uh, uh nom de guerre is anthony schatz and what put him on the Delphi murder radar was he was communicating with young girls all over the place. And one of the young girls also happened to be Liberty German, the missing girl. And he was the last person to communicate with her before she, the day before she disappeared. And supposedly he had made arrangements or rather a person using the name Anthony Schatz made arrangements to meet with Liberty German on the day that she vanished with her with her little pal. He was the one arrested months back, right? Yeah, he got he got grabbed, I believe back in 2017, and he's been sitting in the county jail twiddling his thumbs for the past 2 years. After his arrest, they conducted a search and they recovered numerous signs of child pornography and they confiscated all of his electronics i believe he had about a half dozen phones and ipads and all this other knick-knacky stuff and they found the various forms of child pornography in there um 
you know, th- this is exactly the kind of guy that, you know, should be falling down some steps in the prison. But I, but let me not get into that yet. OK, but but he was the one authorities had kind of alluded to um, to connect him to the Delphi case. A lot of people had started to look into him as being possibly involved in the in this double murder case until what randomly a couple of days ago, Mr. Allen was booked into jail um, on two murder charges kind of out of the blue without any connection, without his name coming up. Um, beforehand, um, throwing a wrench into the the guy everybody had kind of looked at as being the suspect in the case. Right. And what I'm what I think is the fact that Keegan Klein, the pervert, um, when he's been sitting on ice now for for about two years. And my feeling is that there could be a possible connection between Keegan Klein and Mr. Allen. It's certainly possible. I would like to know um, if there is one. I mean, we can ask it here, but this is the problem without having details of the case and the arrest. We just don't know. Um, There might be a connection. There might be none. Um, It seems like it's a pretty easy answer um, or pretty easy fact to give out there that would solve a lot of problems, uh, clear up a lot of information. Um, But authorities right now just are not releasing it, leaving everybody in the dark. Well, Nedup seems to think that the reason the authorities are doing this is because, uh, quote, they could be looking for an accomplice in the killing or they could be looking for somebody who aided and abetted after the fact. I mean, that makes sense. When the police announced the arrest, they said, hey, it's still an active investigation. If you have information, call this number. Um, That sparked waves of the case isn't over uh, conversations, people wondering if more people were involved. Um, but again, we just don't know. They didn't say why the case is still under investigation. I mean, technically all cases are under investigation, um, until there's a conviction. Um, but they made it seem more active than a lot of cases are after an arrest. Well, the thing that gets to me is that, you know, everybody kind of knows this Keegan Klein guy because, you know, he's, he's one of those pervert dudes that just kind of just stays at home and stuff and doesn't really, you know, have a social life, you know, but this Allen guy is, is a little unusual. Uh, there's photos, the photographs of him with his wife. Yep. There's pictures of his daughter posing on the same bridge where the two girls disappeared, were last seen. Other than that, what I find rather unusual is we don't really know too much about this cat. The the only other thing that, that that I heard was, I mean, apart from the fact that he was the, you know, creepy pharmacy dude, um, he also helped the grieving family of uh, one of the victims uh, help them develop some of the photographs so that they could put out the missing uh, p- missing posters. Um, he hung out at the local bar, just like everybody else, just hanging out at the local bar. The only difference with him is he, he didn't really say anything or wasn't really that social. And uh, the only other thing that I found out um, recently, or today rather, um, is that uh, there was some sort of a domestic at his home and the police went there and it appears that whatever information they gathered while they were inside of his house was the reason why they arrested him yeah uh boy don't we wish we knew what that was um kind of thing or at least had some idea um you know because then it creates questions of what did they find and why did it take two years again just more questions with this case um because of police being 
frankly, too tight-lipped. Um, we're not asking for everything, but give, give something. Your public officials, it should be public record. Um, we, need, we need some details to know what's going on here. But listen, Alex, what the hell is more important here? Your journalistic hunger or these people solving this case and putting this guy behind bars? Well, both are important. Um, we, we, need to, we need to, you know, make sure the legal process plays out, but it's public record. Um, the thing journalists always go to is the slippery slope. If they withhold this one, what do they withhold next time? Um, does it just become more and more frequent? And then are people getting arrested under basically the cover of darkness with very little information released? Um, and it's really hard to hold public officials accountable um, when you don't have information, when they're just arresting people and not really saying why um, or what's going on. Um, it creates a really dangerous, slippery slope. And, and the way you avoid that is by making sure public information remains public. Um, so I think there's a balance. As I said, we, we don't need every detail. We understand you're going to keep some for prosecution. We're going to keep some for the police investigation. Um, but just to announce an arrest and say, that's it, we're done, frankly, isn't good enough. Um, we're, we're an open society. We believe in, uh, the public's right to know. Um, we believe in the public's right to question things. Um, and just saying, trust us, um, we arrested the right guy is not enough. Okay. You're right. Well, look, how about this then? If I ever get arrested, just make sure that you find out exactly what the hell I got arrested for. Okay. I'm sure you'll tell me when you call me for bail. Uh, wait, Hey, wait a minute. Damn it. All right, wait, and there's one more thing I wanted to say. Um, we were talking about this pervert dude, Keegan Klein. He's the creepy guy with all the uh, porno, child pornography and all that. Um, I just wanted to put this out there. Uh, he does have a public defender. His name is uh, Andrew Ache, A-C-H-E-Y. Mm -hmm. All right, I don't even know if I pronounced it right. But he says, quote, my client had nothing to do with the unexpected, untimely, and unfortunate passing of the girls in Delphi, end quote. So my man's lawyer is basically saying that Mr. Klein has nothing to do with the Delphi cases. He's just a creepy perv who likes watching porno movies. And okay. One other thing we should add to Doug is um, the families of the two victims have spoken after the arrest in this case. Um, we are happy. It seems like they might have some answers on what happened uh, to their loved ones that somebody might be held accountable. But they also said the legal process needs to play out. Um, they tried to temper uh, some of the outside people who've gotten invested in this case um, from rushing too quick to judgment. Um, but hopefully these families will get some of the answers they've been waiting years for. Um, and maybe in short order, get some justice, too, for the death of their loved ones. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100 percent. And, you know, here's the thing. I, I wonder if the cops are secretly informing the family of what's going on. You know, they, they tell the family a little bit, at least, and they don't they don't share it with the media. Yeah, that, that does happen. Uh, usually some of it leaks. Uh, it hasn't yet, but um, you hope that has happened in this case, is that they've at least provided the families um, some details on what's going on. All right. So I'm going to continue investigating this case. Maybe I'll, I'll fire off a letter to Keegan Klein and maybe ask him if uh, 
you know, he has anything to do with this case. And uh, in the meanwhile, I'll see if I could uh, dig up some more information on this Allen guy who we really don't know too much about. I mean, are we going to talk about this case in another episode? I would almost guarantee it um, as the legal process plays out, um, as more information hopefully is released. Um, given the interest in it, I can't imagine we won't talk about it a few more times. You know, I sort of get a feeling that this Richard Allen, uh, if he is the killer, I'm pretty, I, I don't know, I sort of get a feeling that these two girls may not be the only victims. We'll, we'll have to wait and see on that, Doug. I'm sure at some point uh, more info will come out, or at least we can hope on it. Yeah, because normally people that kill and then kind of integrate back into society like normal and get away with it, it, se- it almost seems like they, they've done it before, like too expertly is what I'm trying to get at. But I don't know. All right, everybody, I think that's all we have uh, time for on the Delphi One. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Vaping is so 2015. If you're craving the calming release of CBD aromatherapy, try Lou instead. With a sleek design, lab-tested product, and delicious aroma, Lou fits perfectly in your life and your pocket. Best of all, it won't torch your lungs with chemicals. Pick up a starter kit to sample all of our great flavors or buy individual packs of pineapple, peach, orange, mocha, and more. It's all waiting for you at GetMyLou.com. That's GetMyLou.com. Lou. Satisfaction begins here. Daily breaking celebrity news. Free, fresh, and in your ear. Hear it first from RadarOnline.com in the Fresh Intelligence Podcast. Whether it's celebs you love or the ones you love to hate, we're bringing you the best gossip about the world's most famous and infamous three times a day. Check out Fresh Intelligence wherever you get your podcasts and visit RadarOnline.com for even more news you can't miss. I want to now tell you about a horrible, horrible, horrible case. And bizarre. Yeah. This comes straight out of Alabama. And it's a simple, simple case which has this unbelievable result. Um, So we got this guy in Alabama. He's sitting at home with his girlfriend. And he wants to have sex. It's not unusual, right? Everybody. It was around his birthday, too. So Birthday sex. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. All right. So... His 52-year-old girlfriend, Tammy, says she's not in the mood. That's happened to me a lot of times, you know? I, I, you just got to deal Doug's with it. Doug's getting personal, everybody. You just got to deal with it every... Okay, so okay, so she says no, right? And this guy, Justin Fields, 38 years old. Not the NFL quarterback. Okay. Goes into this rage this I ain't getting any sex rage and he decides to stab his woman 100 times just because she didn't want to give him any sex Alex what you think about this one um it gets even crazier doesn't it Doug he he claims he blacks out during it uh he passes out everything thinks he dreams the whole thing Wakes up the next day, finds out she's actually dead. It wasn't a dream. 
She's got a limb dismembered. Her head is cut off. It's down by her feet. It is just a brutal, a ghastly, a grisly, disgusting, unbelievable murder um, that has happened in this small Alabama town. That takes a lot of work, right, Al? I mean, you figure... I've, I've done a lot of stabbings in my career. Um, usually when you get into double digits, it's, it's a high amount. Um, and not to get too crude, um, but if you try moving your arm in a stabbing motion a hundred times, tell me how long it takes and how tired you get. Now also, remember, you're stabbing into a human. Um, they're likely to put up some resistance. At worst, the body will, right? A knife isn't going to go in clean and come out clean. It is a, for the lack of a better phrase, a workout. This couldn't have been a quick thing. This had to take him a while. It's, frankly, there's no better word than disturbing what happened in this home, all because uh, this victim refused to have sex um, with Mr. Fields. Um, I remember when the news broke of it, it kind of just left you dumbfounded. The headlines grabbed your attention immediately. Um, but then when you read the details, you were you were just dumbfounded at the rage and the the details in here and how somebody could do that to another person. Yeah, and the thing is, the victim's family lived next door, so whatever this guy did, he must have he must have been doing it inside of his home. Now, how you dismember a body, I I don't know. I mean, do you know Alex? By like the, way? the actual process, or like how you get to that mental state when you're okay doing it. No, the actual process of chopping up a body, Alex. Yeah, I mean, I, do you know how to do that? Um, no, I don't have practice in that, Doug. All um, right. I, I just figured I'd ask, yeah, right, just I to mean, make sure. I mean, I've seen it done. Um, I shouldn't say seen it done. I've covered cases where it has been done. They're all brutal. They're all gross. They're all depraved um, for, for the killings in them. Um, they kind of make your skin crawl. Uh, that humans can do that to another person, not just kill somebody, um, but then after or during it, just disfigure, dismember them, leaving the loved ones left behind with a very disturbing um, picture, funeral, aftermath. It just kind of really, you just kind of shake your head, not like we shake our head at some of our, you know, crazy criminals, but you just shake your head at how we can do this to each other as creatures. You, you would think some part of your brain would click through and be like, mm, maybe I should stop. Well, I reached out to famed forensic pathologist, Dr. Cyril Wecht. Now, Dr. Cyril Wecht has been around for a long time. He was involved in investigating the death of Marilyn Monroe, John F. Kennedy, Sam Shepard. He's been around for a very long time. And I asked him straight up, Dr. Wecht, how do you go about, you know, dismembering a body i mean it's, i'm pretty sure it's a very difficult procedure here and, and he told me he says quote it takes time because people are not anatomists that means people who know about the anatomy and they don't know where to cut or where the joints are so and it also depends on the type of instrument that you're using so what we don't know here is whether this guy had a hacksaw or was he going at it with the uh, with the with the carving knife that they're going to use for Thanksgiving. I mean, what was he? Do you know what he was using? They didn't say, but I mean, with that many stab wounds, it could just be the attacking knife. I mean, you're 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 going to make enough damage 
to uh, sever parts, to make deep cuts, to, to do what needs to be done to dismember a body. Um, you're not going into the same wound a hundred times. Yeah, and Dr. Wecht said that, uh, quote, it requires a lot of work, end quote. And he indicated that, you know, this is not something that you just go there and with, with a hacksaw and just, uh, you know, go back and forth and boom, you know, the arm or the leg is out, you know, you got to really work it. Yeah, as I said, if you, you're so inclined, feel free to just move your arm in a stabbing motion 100 times, you'll get tired. Then imagine doing it um, with enough force to kill a person to get through their skin, um, not just stabbing air. Um, it's a lot of work. Mr. Fields faces a lengthy legal process um, where if he's convicted, um, you would hope uh, he kind of gets the book thrown at him because of how depraved this crime was. Um, just leaving that victim, I mean, she's probably unrecognizable um, for her family, um, for anybody who had to see that scene. Um, it, left, it leaves a lasting impression for all those involved. Yeah, and um, Mr. Field didn't have any problem uh, fessing up to the crime, uh, telling investigators, or according to the sheriff, uh, quote, he admitted to my investigators everything he'd done, so he was uh, stable enough to know what he was doing, uh, the sheriff said. Uh, and this is just in case they try to pull off the, uh, you know, mental, mental health problem. Um, he was frustrated because he didn't get what he wanted, end quote. Yeah, from all indications, it sounds like his attorneys are going to face an uphill battle in this uh, case. Um, everybody deserves a defense, um, but just kind of on the face of it, looks like um, this one might be fairly simple. It might resolve quickly in some type of plea deal. Guy sounds like a Jack the Ripper to me. Yeah, he's he's not good. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he ever uh, speaks about it, whether at a sentencing hearing or a trial or whatever, um, just to find out how it all happened, how he could do it, that kind of thing. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for here on the All Rise podcast from Front Page Detectives. Um, make sure you listen to all our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to talking with you again next week. And remember, folks, if you want us to feature your story or the story of your loved one, please do not hesitate to communicate with Alex at Front Page Detectives. What's your email, Alex? Editor at frontpagedetectives.com. Thank you.